to A Night On With Friends. I'm your host, Andrew McNamee, and joining me tonight is our very own David McCallum. And also joining us is a man that proves the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. It's Mr. Ross Craven. Thanks for the warm intro, as always. Yes, absolutely. Would you care to explain the origin? Yes, of course. Obviously. (laughs) uh, It means that you can offer good things to people, but you can't force them to accept it. Um, its origin came about in the 12th century and it's believed to be the oldest proverb from proverb in the English language recorded in 1175 in Old English, which I'm going to try and give it a go, which which apparently goes... God, like one of my poems. What is my... Sorry. What is that my that horse wetting the him self new drinking? And the direct translation is roughly, no one can give water to the horse if he's not willing to drink it. That sounds exactly like people trying to talk Welsh and Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so he was slurring, my face was slurring at one side. That, that was good though. Well, Thank you very much. I um, never get a fancy induction. <laughs> because Dave, you're just us. You're just, yeah, you're just here. That's it. No, like hold the basket. I'm we'll here to take the basket. <laughs> I'm here to be the butt of the jokes. You're here to be the butt of the jokes, exactly. Um, and for more uh, joke jokes at the expense of Ross uh, here, um, please subscribe to the page and get involved through our email address, which is uh, nightandwithfriends at outlook.com. Um, and as this is a night as friends, as we all know, we do need a drinking game, which is always the forbidden word. Um, so, Ross, have you got one for us this week? Because uh, we never said gag last week. No, we never. We didn't. Which was quite disappointing. Yes. I tried to sneak it in as the word joke, but nobody was having it. We weren't having it. But this week I've got a feeling this might be the one to fuck us all over. Good. And uh, it's the word phone. Phone. Oh, phone. that is good. Phone. Yeah, yeah, phone. So, right, okay. Uh, okay, perfect. This might be the one that will deplete that bottle of Irish whiskey that you've got there. So, Dave, yeah. you might need to tap into your... Uh, your revenue money from your Davy 10 codes <laughs> buy a new bottle of whiskey after this week. Perfect. So, uh, phone will be the word, the forbidden word for this show. Uh, and as Ross has alluded to, if we say that word, it will result in a shot of Irish whiskey. Uh, time for news of the week. Okay, Dave, what have you got for us this week? What have you heard? And what's been in the group What have you heard for the grapevine? Well, something that could affect me as I do a bit of cycling and it's the way the driving laws changing this year mm. and uh, it's incorporating overtaking cyclists okay. and I'm sure you'll have seen it on the news and social media and whatnot the many feuds between cyclists and drivers going with dash cams. <laughs> I think it's cyclists and everybody but being a cyclist now and again it's, it is quite Unnerving, been on the road at times, and Aye. And, and, and you know, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, a car's behind you, and it's desperate to get by, and it just, it just can't wait, and it'll can just go that close to you. You can actually near enough get skiffed by it, hit or whatever. Fortunately, it's never happened to me, but it's happened to a few people I know. They've been knocked off, not seriously injured, but it's unfortunate that some people do, but. They're now saying that the recommended passing distance is 4 feet 11 inches, which is roughly the width of a cab door. And should drivers get caught not doing this, they not only risk a £100 fine, but also prosecution for driving without due care and attention. So I know myself, as I said, being a cyclist, I'm, I lay right back, uh-huh. I see one, 
and I wait until that is safe and I pretty much go on the other side of the road to get by them. I was just looking on your thoughts on it. Well, I thought I thought the the consensus was or the law was that you had to yeah, give the Yeah, the law maybe as if I'm just saying it's changing. I thought the, we were to give them the same distance as we would give any car when we were overtaking them. Yeah, well that's what I know. Yeah, that's what I followed. Yeah, I must admit I'm a bit guilty of getting frustrated now and again. And, uh, <laughs> I don't. He he swings his passenger door up as he passes. <laughs> 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 not, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't tailgate a cyclist, but maybe I'm guilty of kind of overtaking too quickly and not giving enough room, but not enough room so that you know I'm I'm blowing the hair off their head like with the speed <laughs> I'm going past them. But maybe I'm a bit impatient sometimes. Around. But I know I, I know I'm in the wrong. And now that you've said that, maybe I'll. In the future, I'll take a, a bit like, more oh, shit. You're so tight-fisted, you do not want Bro. to part with your £100 fine. That's how you tackle football, you. I think it is quite a good thing. I can. There is times, obviously, sometimes you're in your car and there will be a rush to get somewhere and if you're stuck yeah. behind a cyclist, oh, come on, you fuck. I do get that. One thing I think that should be stated is that cyclists shouldn't be cycling, as they call it, double breast. Which is, is side when they side beside that just fucks the full road up. Aye. And there's a few cyclists I know that grudge that and detest it, and the other ones that say, but it's safer to do that. But I actually think a driver's more inclined to be more pissed off and eager to pass you if he's had double. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate to buy two of them. Because it's like overtaking a car. Almost. Yeah. But whereas if you're single file in a line, I think you're a bit safer that way. I think so. But. I don't know. Some drivers can be impatient. Some can. I think it's a good change. It works two works two ways with the double breast thing though as well. Because if they're in a single line, say there's five or six of them, then that's quite a big. It's uh, a long. That's a long line to try and overtake in a in a country road, for example, which is predominantly where these these guys will cycle. Well, I think I get what you're saying with that. I think the thing with that is you tend not to try and get by five or six when it's unsafe because. There is only one way to go for another car that's into the cyclist. You are a bit more conscious if it is that. If you see a club or that, you do kind of tend to hang back and wait until it is clear and safe and you can get a good bit of speed and get by them. But I, I, think, I think that law is more for single cyclists, one or two people. I, I just think, like, there's, there's loads of laws about protecting cycles, but there's a lot, there's a lot of times where they're maybe <coughs> going out at times where they sh- maybe shouldn't be so I'm if you've got, you if you've got well. a cyclist in a country road which are notoriously like they're bent they're windy roads hard to overtake and it's Russia that's going to lead to a lot of frustration I get, I get you and risk taking but then you've also got a government driving for people to not drive as much exactly so, so there has to be this, exactly so there has to be some preparation before bringing laws like that in they should be saying We've got plans in place to say, I don't know, install or make roads wider, make their accessibility. They're going to install cycle lanes in every country. That's what I was just going to say, like make these roads wider, give the opportunity for there to be even an option of adding a cycle lane and something like that. Um, And obviously making roads more suitable as well, because the amount of time cyclists are having to dodge in and out, and this is me sticking up for them, dodge in and out of potholes Mm -hmm. inside of the road. Well, that's the other thing, like, if a motorist is getting annoyed because the cyclist is cycling too far out from the curb, as a driver, 
are you going to be driving and going down every stank, every drain stank? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. So what makes you think a cyclist generally that's on the road gets their skinny tyres, the mm-hmm. racing tyres? There's no chance going down stanks every, whatever it is, 10, 15, 20 metres. You want to do it in your car, so what makes you then a motorist think that a cyclist is going to do it in a bike? It's just that logic, that kind of impaired logic when a driver like that in the moment is frustrated by the cyclist, you know, I've... I think we've all found ourselves in that situation where you're frustrated with whether it be a car or a cyclist in front and you're maybe tailgating when you should be and you know I think everybody's felt like that so I'm going to recommend some Mozart or back to you yeah, so <laughs> you can every, every car should be issued with classic <laughs> perfect um, Ross have you got anything? I do so my headline is <clears throat> archaeologists discover the first beer ever brewed in the UK and uh, they've found some residue. Is this what you've got? The bit no, of a woman in the can. Did you see it as well? I was this close to having that as my news article. Well, I'm so glad that that It was quite good because they've found some residue from a beer making process that yep. dates back to, in the UK, keep in mind, 400 BC. And uh, initially you think that's quite impressive, but I then looked a little bit further into it, mm-hmm. like I did last week. Bollocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I looked into a little bit of the history of beer and beer as we know it today. Is beer and that's Ross's research. Sorry, Ross, I had to dive in there. Okay. Sorry, Andrew. So beer as we know it today was probably made as far back as three thousand nine hundred BC right. in modern day Iran. However, Iran there is evidence. Ah, archae- right. There is the same kind of archaeological evidence. Of a kind of beer fermented drink that dates back thirteen thousand years, you mm-hmm. So, and they used it as is another way to keep yourselves hydrated, isn't it? Well, know. that's what. Is that not the original origin or the original thought? I don't know how far that. back that goes, but I there was a point where it was used to uh, kind of distill mm-hmm. and purify water. Did you know? You, I've spoke to you before, not the show or that, but you said when they were building the pyramids, that was the slaves, as they were known, the builders. Uh, that was their diet, a liter of beer a day. Like I said, that. you've told me that before. Mate, that was probably true. If would fit in the time period because it had specific nutrients in it to allow you to keep going, and it kept you hydrated. That makes sense, doesn't it? Like, it's, back then it was a liquid that was obviously had all these other ingredients put in there. Think of the amount of times you went to a toilet break there. Well, and broke a seal. <laughs> and that's obviously why the pyramids are in such a state that they are. Everybody <laughs> was pushed. <laughs> they didn't find anything about them. It's funny, so, right, just not, not to get sidetracked too much with pyramids, I'll make one point about them though. Today... Aliens? Yeah, <sighs> well, today... today well, I know we're harking back to last, last week's, but today they say it would be almost impossible to build the pyramids and the time scales that they're apparently built in with today's technology. Not only that, with how precise each block of ah, limestone's been cut. It's funny you say that because I always look at older architecture. For instance, old cathedrals and churches. Which are amazing. And they're stunning. They're yeah. absolutely stunning. And just a modern building's nowhere near the way yeah. an old building is. And you go, how about well, the technology we've got now can we never build a building like that because modern buildings are de- I know they are designed laid, laid out to be designed and built within a couple of years but these cathedrals and that were designed to be built over decades even like a hundred years that's why they're so magnificent but even no, even it's true but like the one, no, in, no, the one no. in Barcelona has been on for 300 yeah, 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 yeah. years what's that called again? I can't remember <laughs> the new camp <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but, get a roof. Just because something's like you're in awe of it and it's amazing, you don't you put it down to fucking aliens or like some. No, I'm not putting it down to aliens. Can I just go back? I, what I was saying is the time that's recorded that it took to build the pyramids, it would be almost impossible to do it in that time scale in today's. Like world with the technology we have, but they've done it with slaves and logs. Well, that's because there's too bollocks. much health and safety involved now. Oh, I will not I also it's bollocks that they say slaves built pyramids because Egyptians built them or not. But anyway, well, I don't think going back as well. I don't think they were actually slaves. There's evidence to show that they were actually paid labourers. Yeah, as well. That's and beer. Anyway, how how we got from the world's oldest beer being located in Britain <laughs> to well, that shows the depths of this podcast exactly. Exactly. We can just unravel. So sign up and subscribe, please. <laughs> please, <laughs> no <Yeah. joking. laughs> Um the, the story I've got is is uh, about well, you've heard of Joan of Arc, obviously, mm-hmm. but wait to hear about Joan of Leeds. <laughs> uh, wait to hear about Joan of Leeds. Joan of Arc related to Noah. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Oh, it's going to be a long show. Leeds. Um, right, so Joan of Leeds, she was a medieval nun. Um, who faked her own death to escape a convent, and and this is quote. This is a direct quote to pursue carnal lust. What year are we talking here? We are talking in the year around thirteen o four and thirteen o five. Did she have any of the brew? Well, she must have. Eyes. <laughs> she was, that was, was a that sta- staple diet. <laughs> she was pished. Um, <laughs> But she was in the St. Clement, Clement's uh, nunnery in New York and she made a makeshift dummy uh, to throw off the art. Out of what? I didn't say. I was trying to find out. I couldn't find it. Wax, probably. Well, maybe. But to throw off Archbishop Melton um, and, and fled to a town 30 miles away and wasn't seen again. Um, How did you know she wasn't seen again? Uh, that's what the diary of Archbishop Melton says. So she faked her death to get a hole? But that's what it, that's according to Archbishop Milne. But remember, she probably went to the nunnery and realised, fuck this, right. and thought, I just need to get out of here. But Archbishop Melton, who was writing, it's his diary that had been translating, um, has obviously tried to make it sound as if she was like a, an evil woman who wants uh, to home. She now owns uh, many wax pots throughout the world. Well, <laughs> she made the dummy to look like her and placed it was so realistic, she, was managed, she managed to place it place it in, uh, with the other corpses so that she could escape. Pretty impressed, pretty June, I know. Must be gagging for it. <laughs> <laughs> so did she ever meet a man, do you think? No you idea, eh? no idea. She could be one of your distant relatives. Never know. Well, I just thought there was something weird about Auntie Joan. Mad sugar. But aye, so that was, a, that was a story of Joan of Leeds. Um, and I think that'll do is for news of the week. Let's go on to host questions. Right, I thought for a change, I should ask the first host question. Um, so, it's quite an easy one, nice and simple, light-hearted. Uh, Ross, you can answer it first. Mm-hmm. If you could choose to be any animal in the world, what would it be? Well, the one that initially came to my mind was a sloth. But Why? I, don't, I don't know if I'd like it. Well, easy life. Cutting about just sleeping all day, but then you think that's not. You only shite once a week. <laughs> no, you do. I don't lift to shite. You only shite once a fortnight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so why would they want to cut that down? So that easy. Uh, you because you'll back. You feel all bagged up. You, you could do. No, I, I, I'm. 
I you don't see that. I, said, I, well, thought, mate, I, I, thought that I thought that initially, okay. but then obviously, after I thought about it in my head for like the half a second, I thought that's a shite choice. Don't say sloth, but then I still said sloth. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go something exciting, maybe a line. A line, right? Why though? Because you're the kind of top of the hierarchy in the the kind Humans of humans within your kind of <laughs> within, within your kingdom, your domain. Right. My Edinburgh Zoo. <laughs> in the African plains, aye, but and if you well, well, well but but hey, wait, sorry, 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 hold on, sorry, I've got a question on your mind. I've got a question on your mind. You, you, you need to you go out in yourself. You need to hunt and take mm-hmm. care of yourself. But then, if you manage to win a fight and take over a pride, you need to defend it constantly. But you get to have sex every fifteen minutes. Fuck that. <laughs> when they're all if they're on heat I, well I don't know I've seen I was watching the, there's a recent David Attenborough one Dynasties and they follow the, Aye, the lines and times about but was it, it was a female female uh, it was a lioness it was, it was a leader but aye, so the male so the, is she a mad that's why I'm confused at your point because the male line wasn't present in that Documentary, really? The male lion kind of roams about. No, solitary. no, no. He, he, they lost their, 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 their leader, I think, and he, she took over basically, and that because there was nobody else that was coming to. Right. Well, maybe I'm, I'm thinking a tiger, maybe because in the tiger and like the Indian kind of jungles and stuff like that. Um, no tiger. The, or the, maybe the, male, the male just comes about. Tiger is in. The male army. comes about. Shags the the last. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. The, the male fucks off and does that again and again to different yeah, yeah, tribes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kind of traits. <laughs> no, traits. <laughs> Some off tiger moth. <laughs> so you're kind of king of the food Much chain. shagging tigers. Well, you're king of the food chain, you get to go about, do your own thing. Are you talking about a tiger now? So you work with a tiger? Tiger. Changed it. Solitary. Chimpanzee, actually, I'll take it back. Fuck's <laughs> sake. I'm only joking. Tiger. We'll get there in the end. Right, tiger, that's my answer. By the end of the fucking podcast, what's his thought for the day will be. Right, what are you then? Yeah, I don't know. I was going you've to say had time to think about this. I was going to say lion, but I'm, you know, you've no, I say tiger. You can say lion if you. No, want. no. What I'll say though is, I'll, I'll, I would like to go. Maybe something like a colossal squid. Right. How come? Because nobody, whoever she, your own, your own thing, you're out the way. Nobody can find you. You're elusive. So how do they, you know, exist if nobody can find you? Oh well. Because they've they've caught caught the, the dead bodies have kind of floated up to the surface and they've caught them in massive fucking things. The only problem is you get hunted by sperm whales, but sure I could. So you've got to worry about that your whole life. You've got to surely you want to be at something at the top of the chain so you're not constantly worried about being hunted. Well, we are right now. This is that's where we? we are top of the chain humans. Aye, so I'm not worried. So about anything it. you choose is going to be below us. Yeah, but. Alright, I choose human then. Like, He's a boring bastard. I know, like... No, you've had your time. You've had your time. <laughs> Nine days, what about you? I'm a wanker. Everybody's looking for you. <laughs> eh, I don't know. I'm, I'd, I'd a few as well. Yeah, clown. You, you, could go, you could go everywhere, but... I used to want to say bird, but... I was just going to say... Nobody you said a lassie? Nobody said a... Fuck's sake. Nobody said a bird. Maybe an, e- an eagle or Aye. a great white shark. Oh, Man, that's not a bird. That's <laughs> but they can bit. fly though. Have you seen them fucking scary <laughs> flying shark? 
either an eagle with a big, amazing to fly, but the, the, great, the great white shark's the, the best predator ever. I'm not the no fucking moving. <laughs> you can't pull snap and put it vertigo. <laughs> a great way's a good one, mate. I would. I, I, I say I, that's I, the best hunter in the world, don't they? Well, aye, that's that's what the that's the belly's white, so that if they're, fl- if they're above you, you can't really see them because it contrasts with the sky. And if they're below you, they're dark at the top, which contrasts with the deep depths of the ocean or the sea. I might more because they can smell blood for over a mile. Away. Aye, they <laughs> but, can smell is it like like one milligram of blood in ten. Thousand, I don't know, a hundred thousand, I don't know. Meters or something. Yeah, anyway, so it's an incredible amount. I like to be that one that's in deep blue sea. That thing's huge. <laughs> Genetically mutated, great white. You seen a tape one? What about a tape one? Living in somebody else's body. You're providing a good service by, you know, helping fat celebrities get slim. By I would ingest I would ingest, I would ingest a fucking tape one. Would you? I would get rid of some of this fat. It's a good idea, because, you know, they... They only eat enough off of you to survive themselves, but keep you alive as well. So because you're your feet, you're the food. You're their host. You're the soul, so. Aye, so you're providing a service. You're maintaining your survival until they rip you their side of your belly. I've just I've watched talk about things about them and they freak me the fuck out. Know, things are just massive. Guys, guys are like he's having a shave in the mirror and the thing appears out his nose. And, <laughs> what? And they they get a fright and they kind of obviously joke. And I think shoots back up and, and you think, yeah, imagine that, did I imagine that? No. Bollocks. <laughs> oh, that's no, that's, I have heard similar stories. No. They get that big that they can go through your nose. Ah, they, well, they travel through your body. Surely you're still going up your gut. I guess your your mouth through. I, I do agree. Like we're both, they they do kind of stick to your intestinal tract so that they can absorb the food. But I have heard stories. occasional one. I've had stories about the appearing in your ear or your eye or your what? nose. I'm like, not saying it's everyone. You get the odd story, but as Ross said, they kind of keep where they're going to get constantly fed and detected. Not huge tapeworms, but maybe like small parasites like tapeworms that are kind of kind right, of appear. Aye, fuck, I'm thinking a tapeworm that's oh, going no. through your ass right up to your mouth. <laughs> what the fuck? No, you'd feel that, but. Maybe an early tape worm that's a small thing or like it's a parasite. Travelling about and doesn't know where it's gone yet. Right, maybe then. Yeah. Fucking. Aye, alright. Then I brush <laughs> my <laughs> teeth and then. You don't tape worm anymore. Brush my teeth and then open my mouth and brush the fucking tape worms with it. There you go, wee man, back in. I don't know the intestine. Dental hygiene's important. See you tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> night, night. <laughs> Sleep tight. <laughs> Fuck's sake. This is only the first question. No. <laughs> right, uh, Ross, what have you got for this? What, what's this? Host questions? Host questions, that's what I'm saying. Completely lost track. Because we're on tape worms, brushing tape worms. <laughs> 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 fucking threw me right off guard. Right, I've got two questions. But anyway. You're getting one. <laughs> oh, no, it's bonus points to anyone who can email in and tell me where I've, st- <laughs> I've stole these questions from. Right. <clears throat> I'll go to Andy first. In fact, I'll go to Dave first because you're always first. So, what sound or noise do you love? Or I can throw it back and forth if, you're, if I put you on the spot. Uh, the so, opening of a bottle of beer. The first oh, bottle of the night, especially. Very good. I also like that. I also like the sound of the cash machine when it's popping your money up. Yeah. Very, very selfish thoughts. Actually, do you know the, the, the second thought, the, the second sound that I like for that, or maybe even could overtake it, is when, see when you're taking your first gulp of a beer out of the bottle and it makes that. Oh, yeah, it's great. That's good. 
And then the second one, what sound or noise do you hate? Andy's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my voice right now. Uh, Strange choice to do a podcast with your voice in there. When I put my card on the ATM and it goes to dish out money and it <laughs> doesn't give you the money. <laughs> Step aside, um, sir. The, the, oh, the, the noise of the train doors when they open and close. Because oh, it just, also makes don't me, like that. just makes me think of going to work. And mm. you've also got the conductor when he fucks a bit with the box and it makes the kind of <coughs> noise. I, also, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I always just say to him, do you want a tissue? Those <laughs> <laughs> your manners. Aye, Ross, Ross hates that. So what do you love and what do you hate? Right, well, it's not a euphemism, but the sound I would love is the sound of emptying out my dehumidifier, or my air purifier, whatever you want to call it. I've never it's heard like, that sound in my life. An air purifier? It's like a... Pouring water at a jug? No, well, it's like a machine that kind of purifies the air and it sucks all the moisture out of the air and it collects it in a little tub. Right. So just the sound of emptying that out is quite satisfying, knowing that... Pouring water out? No, knowing that all, all that water has been sucked out the air and everything in my house is nice and pure and clear air. So that's your house, what happens when you're outside? Well, I'm distraught. Like, I'm constantly looking for an air you purifier. You want to put a mask? <laughs> what, China? I'm chatting doors. Andy. You got an air purifier? <laughs> Cheers. And then the sound of hate, and uh, it's a throwback to last week. The sound of grogging. Yeah. No, I will. What? Also, what? Right, when you go Let me finish, man. But also... The sound of my engine over revving in my car. I fucking hate that. Oh, I get that. Do you know what I mean? It's, I like, you mean it's just the sound of inefficiency. That's the sound that I hate when you get in a pothole. When you know it's coming, you can't go anywhere. There's <laughs> a car coming the other side. Also, though, how often is it that when you're driving on the road and you can see the pothole for ages coming, right? And every single time, honestly, every single time, there's a car seems to be just arriving at that exact space in the road when you're getting there and you can't move. You're probably as well just had that other motor, aren't you? Sometimes. <laughs> Fuck you, Daniel! You know that pothole's there! But it's like, you get to the point where you know it's coming, you can see the car away, you're thinking, right, they're going this speed. If I slow down, they'll maybe pass it before I get to it. And then you're like... That bad bastard's there, aren't we? Speed up, you fucking prick! And then you end up in it anyway. Exactly. It's like the blue car out of Mr. Bean, isn't it? <laughs> Always there. But you know what I mean by the sound of your car over revving? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like just, that as well. You've, it's inefficient. You've just burned some fuel there that you don't need to burn. Yeah, you're always just, getting back to that burned fuel and you top up quickest. Yeah, money in my bag. Cold showers. Cold showers. Save 15 grand till 10 years. Do you have any questions for us? That means it's gonna be a shitty one, but who's who's your celebrity crush? What if if you could have a night with one male or female, who would it be? Dot Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want one of each? What one of each? What? Well, one of each gender. Female, right, no, sorry. I'll rephrase yeah, yeah, my question away from a sexual matter. Right. If you could have a night out. With one person. Nah, that's better. Nah, that's that's a better that is better. That is Who and the why? Shit. Yeah. That's a better question. That's a good one. Who would I like to spend the night with? I think Rod Stewart would be quite good. Oh, he's just... a miserable bastard, have you? Oh, really? Yeah. I meant just because he's stories and he's kind of... What do you mean he's miserable? He doesn't pay for a drink? 
Mas eu vou ver amanhã, é? Felda, a dor do Felda. Pronto, a Felda, que dor do Felda. Sorry, a Felda, last time. Who would I like to spend that? Who would give me a good. So, is that your story, Roger? Good job. Well, something like that, you know, just get. Stories. No history, like good stories. There's a bit of a Lothario. You'd have like good kind of lads' stories, lads, you know what I mean? Lads. But he has been out recently and says he regrets a lot of the times the other women he's shagged. He says it was just immature. Well, then he can provide that deep insight also. The other kind of half of the equation from to stop you for shagging thousands. And he's uh, still thinking. I like out of I'd like to see something cool and be interesting. Well, you've had one that I envy, uh, the Still Gamecast. I've met Still Gamecast. And you've had a drink with them, which I'm a bit jealous of. Yeah, I had a drink with them. Greg Kemp mm-hmm. poured me a, a Guinness. Was it? Guinness. Uh, it was the best pet again this world, really. It was great. Uh, Can you? I like James McAvoy as an actor, and I'd love to spend the night just listening to him to, like, talking to him about him and how how he how, how like because he's obviously Scottish as well, and he's relatively young. Yeah. <laughs> you thank me for saying <laughs> for saying that. James, if you're listening, uh, my bad. Uh, but he's he's uh, obviously quite a he's a really talented actor and I'd love to find out how he gets into character and things like that and how what his process is. How did you do that wanking scene? How no, how how, how, how were you so good in filth? How were you so good in that? How did you hit the hit those how did you how did you act like that basically? Um I maybe something like that, but there's somebody there's probably somebody else I would say, but right now that's all I can think of. What yourself, Dave? She's a me. What? I want to know what she's up to. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing at him? Do you think you would sympathise with her? I, 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 I can imagine you're maybe the kind of person that's a bit that's got me time for her, but at the same time. No, I might... think Dave's old. I think Dave has. Oh, really? Been. I feel a bit sorry for her. I don't follow this Brexit. I maybe should, but I really I haven't followed it at all. But there, I do have a bit of sympathy for her and the fact that she's inherited a shit show. Um, and everybody's you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. Still, I don't, I don't know. As I said, I've not been following, but I don't know if anybody else could do any better. See, at the end of the day, you're looking at this with it's a divorce. Mm-hmm. We no longer want to be part of something that's it's exactly the same as a divorce. So, why would the EU want to give us something? We voted to leave, and I, I don't, I don't. As I said, I don't know the ins and outs. Yet. I think she's got a bit of a raw deal. I don't know if she's at it. With some stuff. Yeah, you just want to sit her down and kind of get her, her honest opinion. That wasn't actually who I would like to get with, but I, I would quite one. like to get there. That's a good one, but... I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, we won't get in politics, because you well, have got... You know, I, I know, I know, I, I know. You, you somehow think I'm a conservative, and, yeah. and, I, and I agree uh, with Amy, but... Yeah, you're a right-wing bastard. Um, <laughs> I'm, no, not, I'm not. I, uh, I think she's made a total arse of it, and she should have no abs- no sympathy at all. But that's my opinion. Who is the actual person you, you mean? Would like to. Well, there is a few. <laughs> I've told you before about a, a dream I had where. Well, <laughs> <Who's> <laughs> be careful. I've never had this dream. I was out with uh, the legendary Jean Luigi Buffon, mm, mm-hmm. and I was I was in a pub and I had was, a vodka, and I was meeting him. Yeah. He just strolls in, full kit, and goalie gloves on. <laughs> uh, I just I had a fight with him, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But. <laughs> 
that's a beer spilled. I would, uh, First of the night. I would like to go out with him and hear some of his stories. That would be good. <laughs> um, but I think that would So, was that all there was to the dream? Yeah. I uh, just the fact there was in a pub and he came out with his full kit on and the goalie gloves and had a pipe. Perfect. Well, I think that wraps it up for those questions. Um, on to. Mount Okay, uh, Roscoe, what's your moon this week? But, uh, I've got the timer ready. Three, two, one, let's hear it. Walking around my house naked. So I live on a ground floor flat and the living room window, it overlooks the street. It's not a busy main street, it's kind of more of a cul-de-sac. Anyway, there'll be the occasion when I'm walking about naked, as God made me, and someone will walk past the house and look up at the window. And uh, my opinion was, my opinion is that they're in the wrong and they're being a bit of a peeping Tom and I'm quite free to walk about with my tadger out, as you may say. So anyway, the moaning aspect of this comes from why I'm somehow still made to feel guilty and ashamed that I'm walking about my own domain naked. Anyway, I thought I'll stick with the common theme that I've done before and try and incorporate this into a poem. So I've taken a haiku a haiku being to kind of juxtapose in images the first and third sentences, five syllables, mm-hmm. like with the kind of middle seven mm-hmm. syllables. I'm kind of going on here, but I'll uh, <laughs> just the haiku. Yeah, that's it, that's it, man. No, right. keep going, keep going, no. You okay. finish it, finish it. I tried to rush it there, but the minute it's up, I'm probably going to have to do You're going to do a short Irish But anyway, so I tried to incorporate that into a haiku, three sentences. Minding my business, appear from street to window. Oh no, cock exposed. And that's all we've got time for this week. <laughs> <laughs> what was that over by? Was it uh, about 20 seconds? 20 minutes. That's uh, a long one. I like it. <laughs> I was trying to rush it so much that I think I missed half the stuff I was talking about. But um, I know, I know what you're saying. Why should you be made feel guilty? Because but, it's but, my house. But, I know it's your house, but people walk by and look in. Like I, I get it with mine. Like my window in my bedroom, it can be quite low. And the way the house is across the road are positioned, they can probably see in. There's your shot of I don't mind what about with the tads are out, but at the same time, I kind of try and cover myself in the off well, chance. It doesn't bother me. Should should you, but like... It, it, it doesn't bother me that people look in, but people do look in, because I look in people's houses, it's just... But is that it's right? curiosity of a human, you look in. But who should be the one that's in the wrong? I, think, I don't yes. think anybody's in the wrong, I think... Peeping Tom is a strong word. I don't think anybody's in the wrong. That's if you're perched up a tree. Yeah, if you're, if you're literally okay, standing at the window with your hands against it. But like people go by houses and have a look. It's nosiness. It's, it's, it's not that they're staring them. They're just kind of glancing. But if they see something that they wish to not see, you know. Have they came and chapter on saying you shouldn't be wanting No. Well, well, it's, it's, you can just tell by the way they look away immediately. It's quite cool. well, funny. Well, what do you want? What do you yeah, you're looking good there, smashing son. Thumbs Aye, smashing thumbs up. It's quite funny you brought that up because on a Monday night, I've not actually said this. Is that this. what you want to do? I've not That's actually said night. this. No. <laughs> the <Kill> household. <laughs> when uh, I, drive, I drive to the, the football coaching on a Monday night, there's a main load of take. And you look through all the windies. And there's, no, there's a, you come up to a junction and directly across for that junction, so you come up to a junction, it's a T-junction essentially you could say because it's a main road and a junction right. you get out onto it, right? So I'm going and I'm turning left, but straight ahead from me, and it's a very, very busy road, there's a, a house, in the past three weeks there's been a woman there, she's obviously coming in for work because it's a certain time, and she just gets undressed, and 
No curtains drawn, no blinds down. <laughs> and it's, bl- it's blatantly obvious that <laughs> you're a peeping tom. She can be seen. <laughs> Show us the pictures you told us about earlier. <laughs> No, but Dave's got his Is that why you always like to train him? She's maybe <laughs> in the same boat as you. But she's on, I mean, I can understand you in my conversation. She's on the main road, there's cars going uh, by, and there's, there's usually a queue of about 10 people. I don't know why. So I think I'm at this junction. So many accidents on that road. <laughs> Last year. Whoa! It's also going to happen at the same time. It's quite a system. That's perfect. Um, I'll go next Charlie Real Ross as a fit oh god <laughs> is that another good shot that was the shot that was a shot um, I'll go next um, I'll let you hit start ok you ready uh, yes in 3 2 1 so my moan this week is on stupid pricing uh, I went to buy a crate of beer um, at the shops and the beer was priced at £11 and one pence. And I was kind of like, well, what the fuck is the point in that? Why is it, why, why add that one pence? Why not make it 11 pounds? Or fuck, round it up to 11.50 or 12. Do you know what I mean? I Well, that's it, like 99s mm-hmm. and all that shit, like 99. I know it maybe sounds better that way, but the 11 pounds and one pence just stood it to me as just being fucking ridiculous. What is the point? Um, what difference you're hiding that in purpose? What difference does it make? And... Um, as I say, round it down to eleven pounds, round up to eleven fifty. But I just thought that was just worth moaning about. Thank you. Get out of here. Yeah, well done. Fifty-one seconds. Yes, thank you. But it was ridiculous. Now that is a bit strange. Not much the other way around. Like maybe ten ninety-nine or yeah. ninety-nine. Why? Why put it the other way about? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's more the deterrent than a. <laughs> <laughs> what shop is it? Let's never go there again. Let's boycott yeah. this shit. There's other shops, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Is that a Chinese shop? <laughs> Fuck up. Um, so that's my minute one. Dave, uh, have you got one? Yeah, go yeah, for it. Okay, uh, three, two, one, go. So uh, you could say uh, Glasgow bouncers specifically, but I don't know what it's, you mean. it's horrendous. For those of you who don't frequent Glasgow, it's a group of males. It's absolutely horrendous. You could walk up, three, four guys, first pub, and the questions, where have you been tonight? and you're literally just out and you'll not get in and it's because you're a group of four guys which is absolutely ridiculous to think there's some amount of violence here that just they need to keep everybody apart but you can go to Edinburgh and there can be 20 years and it's enjoy your night have a good night lads it's just there's a stigma in Glasgow that's just horrendous I think the bouncers in Glasgow get a power trip about it and they just love knocking back guys you generally need to be a couple of female <laughs> companions to get in places and it just really does my tits in because you're just out for a night out nobody's out for a fight but hey ho Glasgow bouncers will be wanks and that's me thank you <laughs> well done right on the minute that's perfect um, yeah I think I think I mean, nobody would want that job as well uh, being, being a bouncer I think some of them are decent but some of them do as you say take a wee bit of a, a power trip some get off on it big <clears> time <throat> But it was just, it was saying, it, it was for instance in the three, I can obviously relate to this point, but we were in Edinburgh for a stag do, and there was maybe 15, 16. Quite a lot. And it was, we were pissed. Aye, we were pissed. There was no problem getting about. And we were getting in places, no problem. And you saw lads and 
It just it seems to, you would never even get in fifteen sober guys here. Never no, mind fifteen no. steaming guys. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what it is with Glasgow. They seem to think it's the only city with violence, but every no, city it really is Every city gets violence, and I don't think yeah. knocking people back for pubs is going to ever prevent it. Cause more frustration. Ah, potentially. Yeah, Let's not bring that Edinburgh night up. We were almost yeah. sleeping on uh, the train, <laughs> like station, the, the, the train station, <laughs> the, train, the train stairs, because we couldn't get home. Yeah, because some arseholes ditched us. James, so they must think they're arseholes. No, that's true. Um, no, that's that was a good one, Dave. Well done. Uh, time for a fact or a joke. Okay, as before. Uh, like truth or dare, we're going to have a fact or a joke, and we're going to start off with David. Uh, Dave, fact or joke? I'll go with a fact. Another fact. We love interesting facts. Uh, you love the facts. Interesting. You may find it interesting, you may not. Uh, but in the event of an earthquake, mm-hmm. ponds and canals will give off a horrible stench prior to it, as if the earth is essentially farting. Really? Is that methane? I don't know what it is, but it's a smell and it's obviously from stagnant waters. Because obviously ponds are quite still, canals quite still, because they're man-made, but it gives off this horrible smell as a... Prior to an earthquake? Prior to the earthquake. Because ah. obviously the plates shift. Is be, that the same all over the world? Then, right? It will be, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I like that. Uh, that's a fantastic. Uh, that's a really good one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was good. Um, I'll, I'll go next then. We can work out with the one. So fact or joke? I've got a fact. You know, I, I, Why I break the chain? Yeah, that's it. I like to. You um, can break the chain! Yeah. <laughs> Copyright, we're done. <laughs> yeah. So I've went with the fact and it's about statues. So. See when you're walking along, you see statues of like guys on horses. I'm going to explain what these statues mean. So, if specifically ones with cones in their heads, nah, well, maybe. Well, it's no, sorry to jump in, but it's all to do with what foot's raised. And yes, all this kind of stuff. Yes. So, if the horse has both front legs in the air, the person that's been memorized in that statue died in battle. Mm-hmm. If the horse has one foot. Uh, of the or one front leg in the air, the person died as a result of wounds received in battle. And if the horse has all four legs in the ground, the person died of natural causes. Which I thought was quite interesting. So um, if it's natural causes, why are they on a horse? Uh, because they were probably like the army generals at the, during yeah. that time and things like that. Um, but I always wondered what what's the. I'd love to see a statue where the two hind legs are in the air. <laughs> 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 he, uh, he died of... Uh, wounds. <laughs> he, he died of being dismounted from the horse and broke his neck. Um, quality. Uh, but I thought that was always... So you can see statues now, you'll understand. He died kicking and screaming. <laughs> hey, that good, right, so two, two legs died in battle. So One leg died leg. wounds from battle. Yeah. But would you know still say that was died in battle, no? Well No, well I mean if you're decapitated so in battle then you're you're dead during the battle, but if you win the battle, say, but you're mortally wounded, then you would die after the battle. Infection back in those days. So you've still maybe won the war but you've you've died because he cut he cut the ring vein. Fucked. Cut the ring vein. 
I did have a fact and a joke and I was going to pick fact because it's more interesting but I think I should just say the joke as well Okay. It's, very, it's very short. Oh, so you're, you're, you're cheating, you're going to take two of them? I'm going to take two, so you can all shot. Right. As an all shot, you're breaking the rules. I forgot, I'll say the fact then. Right, okay. the joke oh. I was going to give you a good joke that you could slip into conversations. No, we were there saying say the joke and forget the fact. Oh, okay, I'll we'll joke. <laughs> so, the joke is, you know, you can kind of try and slip this into conversation. You can keep the fact for next week. I'll do that. I'll say the fact. Say so the fact's really <laughs> short. So you, you want to say, it's a long story, but I accidentally ate a bunch of Scrabble letters the other day. My next shit's going to spell disaster. <laughs> Is that too many letters? How many letters have you got? <laughs> what? I love Dave for ruining jokes. <laughs> they ask questions. You can, say, you can take that joke whenever you want. <laughs> Most people will take it in a way that Dave never. But. So it was, it was fact or joke, not... F- oh, fuck, I was going to make a shade joke there. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um... Do you know what? Give your fact as well. we'll okay, my fact. Right, we'll well. <clears throat> I think that most people know this, but I was reminded of this myself earlier, like today, as I was supposed to be working, but I was kind of researching stuff for the podcast. What? Is that a good spit it? Let's go. Let's hear the fact. Get my fact. Fuck off. <laughs> but anyway, do, do you know how old the most oldest person in the world, documented person in the world, has no, ever lived? 14 or something? 122. Oh, right, okay. So I, I just, for some reason, when we were preparing for this today, and I thought, I need to think of a fact for today to tell these arseholes who are probably going to rip the piss out of me anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, they good at Scrabble. <laughs> me? <laughs> Where was the person from? Was it a male or a female? France. France. Jean Calment. That she, man? She left that her. man? No, Jean. Oh, oh you got a Jean as well? No, Jean. Just to say Jean then? Jean. Just to say Jean. No, Jean, Jean. Fuck's sake. Jean. Jean, but you would say Jean. Jean. What? Jean. But if you're the Jean, from the way you're saying, Jean and Jean. Jean right. is female. Right, 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 right. Jean left to 122. I imagine Jean, fucking 122 year old. Shall I eat her? No. Still gonna say her name. But, the first time. Are you about to play fiction with me? Fucking hell! Don't close to 30 we're in our mid to, like mid to late 20s oh, no, but this woman <laughs> this woman lived another 96 years <laughs> from where we are right now do you ever think she went oh, fuck, getting on a bit she probably did what age do you think she started up <laughs> she's gonna say, say Jean right about 108 yeah, fuck I'm getting on a bit I think that's the first time she thought she was getting on well you know maybe Although I did look up. All, I, I'm all not even joking. I'm, coming, I'm leaving 27 yet. I'm coming up in 27 and I'm, I'm getting on. I know, but so, I'm thinking that. 122. Did she receive a pension? 
I love so at what age? That's why France is in so much shit. <laughs> she just she, she blamed them dry. <laughs> what a bitch. I remember. She, she might have been. She went into a care home when she was about 108, I think. Which is quite good. Like People went to care homes at like 60s. Yeah, I but just put them <laughs> right, no, see, that is a conversation already, and I think we should maybe just, we should maybe look at that at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing there because that's a factor of joke. Uh, uh, the both yet, I, 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 I might I might bring that in as a, a philosophical pondering for next week, but right now that's factor joke. Let's go into philosophical ponderings. Okay, so guys, another important question for us to ponder this evening. How much control do you have over your life? You asking me? I'll ask you first. Okay, well, well, you can you can give your opinion first. Well, first. first of all, I think anyone who would be absolutely determined to argue against the contrary is a bit of a slacker. You're just throwing mods about there. Aye, that doesn't mean I don't know if that no, makes sense. Who's arguing against the contrary? Who's arguing against that? Do we have control in our lives? So someone that's saying we don't yeah, is, is a, a slacker. slacker. Just try to pass the buck. Okay. I think we've got plenty of control over our lives. Okay. And that you can do a lot of things in your own life right. that can benefit you and your community okay. and other people around you. Interesting. I'm glad you've you've drawn that point up. Right, Dave. I think so. Um, <coughs> sorry, uh, I, should, I should jump back. I think there is, obviously, sorry. I thought I might caveat it a little bit by saying that obviously there are people who do have tragic events in their life obviously there are th- some things that are out with your control like illness mm-hmm. and these type of things and misfortune and more people are more prone to those things than others and oh, well, that's interesting there, is, there is that element of tragedy but by and large Okay. I, th- I think we do have a lot of control in our lives and we can steer it towards the good. I'm much the same as you. I never actually thought about you saying about tragic events. I never, that never crossed my mind when you said that. I, I was more goal-orientated, job-orientated and stuff. I think mm-hmm. what you want in life, if you need to go after it. Nine times out of ten, if you set your mind to something, you will achieve it. Sometimes you just you can't. Yeah. You're not good enough for a certain thing you want to do. And I'm not saying it's anything bad against you or being slack. Some people just aren't made for certain things. But mm-hmm. I like what you said there. Sometimes you can be struck down with an illness and you've obviously no control over that. Yeah. To an extent, I think. I like obviously, one, smoking. One cancer, like, that if you smoke. That greatly increase your chance. But sometimes you get the occasional guy who's 85, fit as a fiddle, and he's smoked and drunk. Every day he's life heavily, yeah. and he's just never had any problem. And then you can occasionally have the guy the who's never touched a drop yeah. of drink in his life dies a heart attack. Dies a heart attack. Yeah. So yeah. stuff so like that. You can have your tragedies and all that. Of course, can. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I I think we have very little control. I'm glad I'm taking a different opinion uh, from you guys. The wrong opinion, but go on. Um, we, can, we can debate that. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're going to say, so I'm so interested in debating this. Number. We're saying, so I've, we're, I'm asking about how much control you have over your life, and we're saying, you're saying it's quite autonomous, you can you can choose your own way and things like that. All I would say is that you ask, you're saying about goals and stuff, Dave, that everybody's their goals and they set their mind to that goal and they'll achieve it nine times out of ten. How many people are doing jobs that maybe you're going to do? I know you like 
But how many people are doing jobs that they that's their dream job that they want to do? I don't think anybody's ever going to have a dream job. See, at the end of the day, see the job you do. I don't ever think you went. That's what I want. But to then, do. but then, why not? My point is that every, I, I, everyone follows the same format in life. They're born. You go to school, but that's what I'm saying. College, you some, get some, a job, and then they die. Some and things are just not cut out for. But dreams change. Like the dream that you had when you were twenty years old, your dream job. As you progress through life, kind of working towards that, your dream might shift to something else, and of you, course, you, you, but, you end up but doing. But my point that. is, when you, so I don't think like, I know what you're kind of getting at. I don't think anybody's ever hundred percent happy, or whoever bounces out of bed. And no, yes, I'm going. No, to of, co- of course not. Overall, but I get, I, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. No, no, that not. nobody's that happy overall. That every second of every day is complete joy and bliss. There are people that usually shoot up a school. But that's not, so, that's not but, the goal. So, but then what's that's the goal realistic. of life, though? What's the goal of life? To have a balanced, meaningful and fruitful life. I mean, that, 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 doesn't, that, balance, mean, but that doesn't mean pure happiness all the time. I, th- I think your goal in life is, obviously, you need to work to survive, to afford things you like. Work is a necessity of life you need to do to Absolutely. get by. So I think what you make in your life outside of your work is your goal. Whether you want to go out every night and get drunk with your friends, go and climb hills, go and do something sporty, do a bit of research, learn a language. It's, everybody's life's different, so you control it in the way you want. You do what you want to do. Yeah, the meaning of life isn't pure bliss and happiness. I mean, you can take that from people who've got kids, who will say, for example, the best thing in my life is my kid. Now, having that kid, obviously, every second of having been responsible for that child isn't pure happiness, as I'm sure that you can attest to. Every waking moment isn't like, I'm so happy that this is child's in my life. Some of it's misery and, like, you know, like hard work and effort, but at the same time, it results in being one of the most meaningful parts of your life. So it's not all about completing our happiness. As we are saying, that could be the meaning of life. I'm, I'm, humans are there to reproduce, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that well, it's, been, I mean, it's, good, it's a good, it's a conversation to have. To have, it's just that's that's the other question. So, and no, that's the you, big question. You, you've never really, you've never really been on. Why do you not think you control your life? You've kind of cut you off. Why do you not think? I you just, think, I just think that that you you can pick out. If you pick out ten people when you ask them. Are you doing? Are you are you living your life to how you would ideally live it? I reckon nine out of ten would say no. I get, I get, and what you're and, and, and following the form format of society, but which is I to think, I don't think anybody will be, but but the yeah. question is, are you striving to do that? Are you striving to live it? Yeah, in but the then, way? but then it comes down to, are you given are the are the opportunities available, or are societies controlled to prevent opportunities arising? Do you think society are controlling? Of course, society controls. How much? How many decisions? How many important decisions do you make that influence your country? Well, that's the that's that's the thing, right? You you can have control over your everyday life, but you're never ever going to be able to change what controls you (laughs) as a governing country body. You're always going to need to abide by whatever country you live in, rules whether you like it or not. That is it. But your everyday life, abiding by the rules, you can control it the way you want. 
what you're saying when you're saying you can ask 10 people are you happy with this this and this and this I don't think they ever are going to be no the one question you ask them though is are you, are you living your life how you want to live it and I reckon well, I don't think, well I, I agree I don't think any of this because you always look at a celebrity for instance I'd love that you always want what you don't have yeah, no, that's true. I agree. For that's instance, true, you, you but, can, but some people don't want that. They want this, but that's not attainable because society dictates that you I need think to love a certain way to reach a certain goals and, and that, that prevents you from doing certain things. I think that's unfair, placing the kind of responsibility in the the crime almost on this greater kind of ethereal society type atmosphere. But why? But because people can make a difference. Individuals can make a difference by completely changing the rules for themselves. Like, I think people underestimate the role of the individual. I mean, look at people like Nelson Mandela, for example, who was in prison, who one person arose from prison, come out of prison, to govern an entire country and lead it out of kind of oppression himself. Like, one person can is capable of doing that type of, that type of change. I don't think you can then put it down to oh society's kind of keeping people well, down and oppressing people that, in this you way. You see that, Ross? Like, it's, 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 very, it's, exactly. it's very possible for one you individual see, to make such great change like that and, and transcend this kind of... Not disagreeing with you at all. You're absolutely right. All what my question would be is there's a lot of things going on right now that a lot of people are angry about. Where's this one individual? Why are these individuals not more common? Nelson Mandela's the last Real, real person you could maybe call or say. I'm going to cut you off there. Yes, if so many people are angry about it, why are they not changing? Because, and when you because, talk about anger, because are you going to be going on to homelessness? No, what I'm going to go on to is, and I'm not going to target anything specifically, what I'm saying is, many people are angry about it, and you're saying, well, why is nobody taking, putting their head above the parapet and saying, well, no, this isn't good enough, we need to do more? But what I would say is the reason for that is because society has not allowed that to happen. But you 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 think about it these back in the day, people had the power to go on strikes and really oppose the government that are, that, are, that are making these rules. How often do you see protests these days? You don't see it. But I will, I will feed that back to what Ross says. I think that's down to your individuals. I think you've got a select few individuals who are maybe empowered enough to go on a strike. But as a collective group of workers, for instance, mm-hmm. the bottle goes. I think as a country now, specifically, we're quite weak. I think you look at France, right? I think right? you're absolutely right. Genuinely, I think right, Dave. See, as soon as something happens in France that they're not happy about... They go and strike. They go and strike. They protest. And they protest. And I find examples... A couple of weeks ago, I think they were talking about putting... The retirement age up from I don't know figures say right, say it was from sixty five to sixty six yeah and you all went fucking straight went mental and the retirement age got dropped to sixty four yeah and they're a collective bond of people who are passionate about it so and I think that's where that leads into what Ross is saying about individuals you all need to be individually <laughs> motivated to then strike as a group yeah. There is something. I agree with you saying, and in a way you've backed up both Ross's point and my point as yeah. well, because it's a way that the French society is that they feel that they're empowered to make these changes, or they're empowered to stand up for themselves. But it's one for the, one and one for all. Whereas the British psyche is very much 
that kind of stiff upper lip, right, we just need to deal with it and move on. And that's, that's to our detriment because, unfortunately, those that we have put in power are taking advantage of that. And, well, and, I think and it's a bit of a polarisation. I mean, you need the left and the right-hand side. The left-hand side argue one opinion and the right-hand side argue what the other opinion. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of battle it out together throughout the course of the four years or whatever to come to this kind of what, what, what we have there now. And I think that's pretty... That's what the see. best system that, that we've got in place right now. What I see, and I think what Andy is getting at a wee bit is we're very guilty as a country. Well, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave, you've hit the nail on the head. I can see where you're coming from. No, you, you've, you've, you, you've hit the nail on the head. Well, That's what right. I was, Why am I going to rock the boat? Yeah. We've become, and, and again, it could be seen personality wise as who we are, or it could be seen as something that's been driven socially but we have become a very selfish nation in the sense that if everyone's okay in my bubble I don't really I'm not really interested in what's outside that I think you're absolutely right right but anyway <laughs> uh, no, before we get too deep onto that I think that's mm-hmm. and uh, as depressing as we'll go for philosophical ponderings um, and the big surprise is Dave was right uh, no I'm joking um, on to uh, recommendations Okay, uh, so Dave, what have you got for us this week? I fell away from this show where it was on the telly, but I've recently connected again on Netflix, and if you're a bit of a comic book geek... Gavin and Stacey. Gavin Gavin and Stacey. (laughs) If you're a comic book geek or even... You could say superhero to an extent, but Gotham on uh, Netflix I'm, I'm into... I watched the first two seasons when it was on Channel 5, but I kind of fell away and I've started to catch up. I think there's four seasons, so I'm a wee bit through the third, and it's, it's Bruce Wayne is a young boy, mm-hmm. and you see him losing both parents and going through the hellhole, which is known as Gotham City. I'll use the no Batman, but... Love Batman. It's, it's great, and it's, it's quite interesting because you meet a lot of villains... When they're younger? Well, they're younger starting out and how Gotham was before That's cool, man. Batman. I don't know if it ends up with Bruce Wayne as it over into Batman, no, no, but no. it's quite tongue-in-cheek, light-hearted. You need to take it for what it is. It's, it's not a serious show, mm-hmm. but I, I quite enjoy watching it. It's not good. too long, though. 40, 40 minutes-ish. <clears throat> It's one of those shows that I've, I've seen that I've always thought, oh, I need to give that a watch. I think I watched the first episode, maybe. I think, I think like, there's four seasons. The only thing is there's a lot of episodes per season. Yeah. Which can sometimes put people off. But for a kind of light-hearted, easy-to-watch show, as well, you're into that. How long yeah. is an episode? Because you've... I was going to say about 40 minutes is... You've said you're snoozing after 45. Uh, just that's, 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 that's a bit perfect for you. It was, um, if you, the, the, the Netflix have also released that DC Teen Titans. I haven't watched that, but I've seen it. Apparently it's really good. I've not watched it myself, but I've had, apparently it's, it's very, very good. So um, recommendation? I, uh, again, I've tried to go away from, I know I've, I know last week I didn't do a TV show, but most times I always do. But this this week I went similar to yourself, Ross, and we a song. Right. Uh, or a singer. I'd, I'd like to encourage more song recommendations. Yes. Um, Lewis Capaldi, Scottish singer. 
Okay. Now, out, out and about, he's, he's really coming to the fore right now. He's number three in the charts at the moment. Um, the song that I'm talking about is Somebody to Love. Uh, the song and... Somebody! <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the song and the music video was amazing. Uh, that's funny you say that music video. That's, that's kind of died. This, this music video was brilliant. Really emotional. Uh, highly recommend it. His other songs as well. Just, his voice is amazing. It's got that gravelly tone. What kind of genre are we talking about? It's here? a. I don't know. Rocky Indie. Rocky Indie. Uh, it's kind of. Uh, he's, you know what I'm talking about then? Yeah, uh, he's, he's oh. on the GMAX all the time. Aye, he's something in the water. Wait, I, I, he's, one of his songs got remixed, but the original that's really good as well. But uh, his voice is just fucking so good, honestly. And he's Scottish, he seems like a really like, cool, down to earth guy. Um, highly recommend listening to some Louis Capaldi, uh, and especially somebody, mm. somebody to love. I think it's a really good song. Uh, and I, I, and the video itself is really good. Peter Capaldi's in the video. Is it his dad? No, it's, I think he's a distant relative of oh, some really? sort. Let's get them both in the podcast. We should, I. But, um, but he's a distant relative of some sort, but uh, I, the video's really, really good, and the song's amazing. Cool. So. Louis Capaldi. Check it out. Definitely should. <laughs> right, well, I'd, I'd recommend walking about your house in the scud. No, I can't. Put on a show. I'd recommend researching your dreams. Normally I go for something different. Like what, what do you mean? I've like spoken about dreams the when you're sleeping. Dreams when you're, sleep, when you're sleeping. Right, so it is something that I've recently started doing. And uh, I started looking more into it. The meaning behind what you're dreaming about. Exactly. Everything's symbolic and it means something. Yeah. And uh, the more I've started doing it, the more vivid dreams I feel like I've been having. And it, it might just be a coincidence. I'm Could not, be. I'm not looking at it in pure scientific kind of terms. But um, quite a common theme for my recent dreams over the last maybe two weeks have been that I'm, run, I'm running away from something. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You, there's so many different ways that you can interpret it. I mean, you might just think, I'm running, I'm running away, I'm scared, I'm avoiding something. But if you Google it, there's like quite a lot of interpretations that you can take from mm-hmm. it. So I'd, I'd recommend maybe stick to the more credible kind of psychology papers. And how how do they and know like what they mean? Though? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, uh, that's what the way paid for the, last week. Aye. But that's, that's kind of psych analytical psychology goes back to that's what I'm saying but the, the titles and that mean nothing how, how do they <laughs> how do they know well really? alright okay. truly they don't know but the best that you've got is from consistency over time by kind of identifying patterns and dreams and all that kind of stuff so like Freud and Carol Jung are like the kind of main psychoanalysts that kind of emerged from the early 20th century and their kind of methods of psychoanalytics have been studied for like the last 117 years or whatever it's been so anyway but the dreams i've been having recently are about being run like running away from something like it can be nothing in specific it's just every dream i have seems to be running away like hiding from something the the other day it actually ended up being a tiger funnily enough we're speaking about that but it was so fucking weird like a tiger actually pounced right in front of me and right before it ripped my fucking face off you woke up i woke up and i done that kind of cliched like you know you're in a film and you go "Ah!" 
and you wake up with like a pouncing heartbeat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I woke up like that. So I would I used to I, I would recommend I, like kind of looking into your dreams a bit more. I used to have a lot of dreams where I was uh, I was running again from people. I, I always seem to run away from people with my what, dreams. Honestly, I seem to be running for everybody in my dreams. But it would get the, the bit that would wake me up my dreams, not when they caught me, but I would like say there was like stairs I was running, I would jump up, there was a hill and I would jump mm-hmm. and it would be this long I thought I've had that before as well. All the way down and just before you hit the ground you wake up and you go, what the fuck have you got my god? Well, did you not say if you hit the ground or the tiger rips out your throat or you get shot? You die in real life. You die in real life. So, so, yeah, so I also used to have a recurring dream as a... Well, God, I'll tell you what, these lives that I'm living elsewhere are fucking mental. Because <laughs> <laughs> the dreams I'm having... Are you in control, but... Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I used to have a dream and it was... I used to be walking about this graveyard I used to live down the road from. And there was a bank, there was a steep pillar up. I used to stand at the top of the hill and I would run maybe a quarter of the way down, jump into the air... Do a fucking somersault and fly away. Be able to fly. They felt that real. You could fly. I wanted to go inside, but I think we've all had this. I've had a similar dream where you you fall off something and you're landing and you I can see the ground and it's like a it's hill. So slow, it is so slow. It's so slow that you're reaching this ground. But mine was like a hill and I was going to hit the hill like on the the gradient aye, where I would aye, just slide down it. Aye. I wouldn't like smash it and like splatter. Bless. Yeah. I've got quite a common theme of falling, running away. I see that how you're talking about David O'Dell. Mm-hmm. I, I, I used to have a dream where I was starting at the petrol station just at the bottom. And it was like, I don't know, it was a group of monsters or undead or something like that. And they were walking so slow and I'm running up this hill in like slow motion and they're right behind me. And then I was stuck in my house and couldn't get out. Because they were right there, Manny Kate arrived, or Manny, Manny arrived. Just blast the motor start. She, she <laughs> just calmed in right away, and uh, that was it. But she would walk out and pick, come in the motor, the Disney bar. What? Just mental, and that, that always stuck out to me, that dream. Well, think about it, she's the mother figure, like, Manny? I don't know. What's she, into it? She, she nah, that's my suggestion. Kicking the boss for Armand, <laughs> See, you're talking about the fallen dreams, you ever have it, and you're, you're lying in bed and you're not actively trying to go to sleep, you're maybe watching the telly yeah. or reading on your phone or something and you doze. I always get that stream when I doze and I'm just, I'm walking along pavement or sidewalk for our American whistles <laughs> and I just, I trip and I start falling and just before I hit the curb, I wake up with such a violent shake, Aye. but I'll only ever get it when I've dozed, like I've not went, right, I'm awake to sleep. When I've, yeah, I've been I, doing an eye like that, and I start dozing off, yeah. and then, oh, fuck you, you know what I Yeah, you jump, you, ah, you, you proper jump. That's a violent ah, jump. Nice. Right. That's that a good one. Right. So, was that your recommendation? So, what you're saying, look into that dream. What, what do you think that dream means? Like, I agreed that it's kind of, no, when you're trying to get to sleep, it's when it's you're doing something and you doze. I think, well, there's different kind of fields of. Because most dreams take place. Sorry, interrupt. Sorry. Most dreams take place. Am I right in saying early morning, like REM sleep when your eyes are moving rapid? That's like after your deep sleep. Whereas these dozing dreams are happening like before five minutes into your your eyes shut. I will. I don't want deep. We're not going to go into too too much recommendations. The 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 (laughs) psychology, but 
I know you're saying about REM sleep. That's the most kind yeah. of important sleep where that's where you're at your most relaxed and you're at your yeah. most focused. That's when your brain's focused. properly getting rid of it. Exactly. So that's when maybe the most vivid dreams occur that you should maybe focus on. But just ever since I started thinking about the dreams and what they might mean, I've kind of been having more and more of them and I've been remembering more yeah. and more of them. Yeah. And it's, it's just interesting. I love having it. Don't you love having a fucking really vivid dream at night? It's like, oh, a, it's it's like a little Even movie. if it's a scary one, it's like a like, movie. Ah, yeah, it's a movie. It's and you're the star. Brilliant. So, what, what does see your dreams like? That's a, a really good recommendation. We've been on for a wee bit here, but <laughs> do you know you get your two types of dreams where you can see yourself mm. and then you get other dreams where you are that you person. Are yourself. Yeah, you are yourself. Ah, yeah, like, What's the difference? It's all symbolic. It's all worth like looking into. Is, like, really every, every kind of image that you can remember from a dream is probably symbolic of something like if you like they kind of look at like sticks and like images of like a, a kind of straight thing is like the freudian version of a penis and like a, yeah yeah, 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 yeah we, we shouldn't we shouldn't okay. be too involved that's with freud because freud was all about sex that was his thing <laughs> yeah no i'm not saying i agree with all freud's points but like there's th- you can look at it at that level of detail where every single image that you see is symbolic of something else and it, it yeah. all depends on the individual. So you, that's why I'm saying just look into your own kind of dreams. I'm not saying go in and study fucking dream analysis. The look. last thing, the last thing on dreams, I don't want to drag on too much. No, but it's such an interesting. It's, it's so interesting. We should actually talk about it properly. Yeah, we should have a new, we should have a new fucking name for it. Um, <laughs> Our sister podcast. Have you, uh, yes, <laughs> dreams can come true. You just go dream ten. Uh, aye. <laughs> um, <laughs> sleep paralysis. No, obviously when you're dreaming I've never had that when you're dreaming no but when you're dreaming yeah you your, your body paralyzes yeah. your paralyzes like your motor neurons so yeah. you don't you live out your dreams so if you're sleeping next to your partner you're not getting the shit out of them if there's somebody attacking you yeah but you, you have people who that was another dream. dream I used to have actually where I was being in a fight and I'd like you could start running and I'd be punching guy but it, it wouldn't be hurting him at all and it would be like this is well, pathetic well I've told you this before when I was young as you know, I used to share a room with my brother and we had bunk beds. And I woke up one night and I was headering the wooden panel <laughs> of my bed. So, was I not paralysed? I, I must have been. But it might have been a, you might be in a light sleep now. It's when REM hits that you go, you're paralysed, and that's when people maybe wake up and they can't move, and then they've got like a demon standing over them. That's sleep, that's sleep paralysis. They're dreaming that, but they're awake at the same time. But anyway, before we get dragged in dreams, we, we could get, we could we could be here all night. So on top of dreaming. Um so on to thoughts for the road. Ross, have you got one for us? Um what is love? Is that baby no <laughs> you're joking, is that? That's all I've got. I've got nothing. Right, okay. My thought for the road is that it? I can, I exhausted mine all of last week. Yeah. Like last week was so long ago. It completely took it out of me. Right, okay. And that's fair enough. I used everything up. Right, okay. Well, so no, that's I, was, fine. I was kind of relying on you and Dave. Right, I'm sure Dave and I will have something good. I fun. used up all my energy on the dream shit. Right, that's fine. So, my thought for the road is a pain is a pain, but it is also a pain. Words have several meanings, oh. and people have their own interpretations. Don't take life to the. It's like um, a ah. word of. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like yeah. our word for the and week. And I'll tell you what. Time. I tell you what. 
I made that up myself and I'm so impressed with that. That's I good. thought it was great. That's very good. And you interrupted that wee bit there. I'm, I'm sorry, quite annoyed. You should have just waited until you just shut. I'm joking. Right, Dave, what have you got for the slots for road? I'm pretty stumped, but I'll, I'll go with an old friend. Uh, his mother, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Hence in the fact, maybe with you, you don't have control over your life. Exactly, Dave. Exactly. I want a caramel and I got a coffee. I don't like that. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's it um, for a night with my friends. It's time to get out of my house. Uh, I've been Andrew Mackney, joined by David McCallum, Ross Craven. We've been writing with friends. Good night. Thank you.